are here in the heart of the Bayland, and we are with somebody very special. This is an interview we're trying to get together for a little while, but understandably, a lot was going on. So I want to start by introducing a special person who was my friend before Fabian. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> See, you didn't know that we knew each other, did he? Uh-huh. We knew each other for a while. Uh-huh. Nikita used to show me all the time at her workplace. Uh-huh. Yes. Only call me, no? Only call me. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> but we're here with Nikita, and um, this is so important for me, and I'm so proud of you because I called Nikita a little while back when I found out that she is surviving breast cancer. She's working through breast cancer. Her attitude about it is so amazing, so empowering. And I just asked her, would you be willing to tell your story? Um, I believe that stories are game changers. <laughs> so Nikita, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart before you even get to the bottom of the interview for being here with us. So we start from the very beginning. When did you find out and how? Um, I was first diagnosed in 2018. What had happened was Yes, I didn't work at the gas station, but I just used to work, 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 no type of vacation, no type of city. But there were normal signs that I was kind of stressed, pulling from the back of my neck. But people were saying it was just a pinched nerve or a muscle. Mm. But I just ignored that, put at those. Mm. And it had affected two back feet as well, I got a cold. So all that was signs that my body was still under stress. I wasn't taking care of my body properly. So I had went to a private doctor and had took some hormone pills because she was saying if I take the hormone pills the period would have stopped because my period was ongoing all the time so I had to take the hormone pills because I didn't want to take the sick leave because I'm a single parent and I took the hormone pills and I guess I abused them because it started to affect had an effect on my body and my breast started to feel a little funny but the normally feel funny when my period are coming so what I did I went to I had told my mom and then we had make an appointment at the Breast Cancer Society and they had examined it, they found the lump, but they also told me breast are flavor cystic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think how it work right. Mm-hmm. And then I had opt to do the biopsy. We had plus six hundred dollars at that time in twenty eighteen. So I, I think I did the biopsy in October. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had cut they had sit on my arm and my breast and they pulled two tissues from each. But my skin was so thick on the breast that they could not find the lump. So they just tugged any tissue from that part. And then it came back that I had stage 3 lump in the cast. Oh, it just went straight up. Yeah, well, we had, no to, we had to do the pink ribbon. I had to go through pink ribbon to get these tissues sent overseas. Right. Because, you know, with financial issues. Right. And we did went to the pink ribbon. They went over to Florida, came back, and come back stage 3 for lump in the cast. How did you feel? My initial reaction was like, I've been through so much surgery, I guess, you know, be brave as a person doing. Are you dang really taking on at that time? My mom, however, took it hard. Took it hard. She prayed for the spot when you don't understand me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just faced it as reality at that time. Right. I can't really do nine more because I was already here. Right. Where is the journey taking you with your experience in the medical world here? 
things you've had to do? What, what, what is the pain like? So right after I was diagnosed, they had to send me over to a surgeon mm -hmm. um, at the hospital, sorry. Mm -hmm. So the, the plan was to cut and reconstruct the breast. Mm -hmm. But we had to, I was going forward with the plan because I wanted one of the Pamela Addison boobs going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we still had to do the proper procedure, mm -hmm. CAT scans, heart tests. Mm -hmm. So we had done the CAT scan and one of my relatives overseas had gotten the CAT scan printed out for me. Mm -hmm. And she works in the medical field as well. So when she got it printed out, she said there are some particles and my bones that need to be taken care of. She's not sure if it's cancer or not, but before I go cutting, get a bone scan. So your mom and your sister and you know everybody's basically everybody's had to pull together to make has it made I'm assuming it's made you closer? Yeah. Well, or you guys were always close? We were always close. Yeah. No mind, you know our sisters, we always have a kind of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I love family. I'm a family person. Once I see my family happy, mm -hmm. I tend to. I don't consider you all as family too. So Absolutely. Once I see my family happy, I am happy. So it was home. I did after the top call. We did the um, perceptin, which is an injection we use once you're H E R positive. All right. Is that a gene? Is that is that is that HR is gene? I, I forget it's a gene. Else? I'm not sure. Is it human? It, it but I can't remember what it's called. Human eat something. Receptor mm -hmm. something. It's I guess it's something that, that females have in their body. Okay. Okay. Because what my cats is feeding on is something called estrogen. It, estrogen, right? Okay. Okay. Correct. And via the, the time it was doing chemo, the work, the tumor was not growing. Even right. after the chemo, the tumor was not growing. Okay. But the tamoxifen, the prisons on some hormone pills as well, called tamoxifen, that help to help lower the estrogen. Right. And it hasn't worked on my body at all. That body is accepting. Okay. Eventually, I was still walking like normal. Papi was like, you know, like, you got breast cancer. Yeah, before. I know. I saw you a few times too. And I was mm -hmm. like, I messaged people like, the kid is just rolling with punches, man. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah I used to go tongue, still party. The thing is, right? I, I still used to drink like a little beer in between mm. and the tumor would not grow. Mm. It would not grow. So it was just like, it's either God's will saying that he still got me back, mm. but stop the nonsense, or, right. <laughs> or um, just it didn't have an effect because not everybody's body is just mm -hmm. different. You were explaining to us about the different emotions that you go through because I, I mean I, I would imagine like you inhabit your body this your whole life and, and I don't think anything can prepare you for that difference and change and, and, and how, how it feels so how, how have you been able to navigate through all those different emotions? I have prayed a lot. I'm a very spiritual person. I have prayed and prayed and said you know what every day people walk the road don't know how to pull they don't know how any mm -hmm. STD is cancer, whatever sicknesses they carry. Mm -hmm. So I was saying, you know what? I can't walk across the road and get hit from a car, God forbid, and that kills me, not the cancer. So right. I guess, yeah, no, I can beat this. I can face this there. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to know like this. And they kept fighting. Every time I choose to pine, I go and watch RuPaul's Drive Race. Cool. Or RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> or I just 
going to a crib and it felt like cleaning. Right. And I have a plane basically for the year. Okay. Honestly speaking. But I kept crying all the time. Um eventually on the fourteenth of March mm -hmm. is when me and my stubborn self, because I like to do things for myself, I like to put things on my own. I had went to ask him rent, see with my mom. Mm -hmm. I went down there, I think it was minutes to eleven. We still were on the curfew. Mm -hmm. And we went to the hospital and it was there from minutes to eleven thirty minutes to twelve. Straight till seven o'clock in the morning is when the first doctor saw me. That time I need chair and I can't feel my legs, period. I sticking them, I coughing them and I can't feel nothing. So they have put a drip in my hand that had given me steroids at that time and pre-meds. Then they had to, I don't know what, they had did an anal test. They didn't give me back that result. Mm. Um, then they said they're going to admit me because from what they're saying, my spine is fractured. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? I was fine, was fractured. I knew I know. No idea, but it was yeah. still walking like now, so all that time it was going on with every and the tray, and it was still fighting it. It was fractured. And I had been in the hospital for six weeks. I had undergone radiation for a week. And when you do radiation, there's certain things you can't eat. You can't eat everything. They didn't know that. It gives you chest burns, for sure. Mm -hmm. And you can't wet the area the radiation is sitting. And I did not know that as well. So until did, you afterwards. Any of this stuff no. When you did it? no. So eventually I kept wetting my back because you know I want a thorough sponge off. Because as you see I have a wound here, so I can't take a full body shower. I have to sponge off. Mm -hmm. So it was better my back and stuff it normal. And otherwise my back was itching me a lot. So then when my sister at that time was working in the hospital and I had got her the hospital county, sorry, and I got her to look at my back. She was like, you've got a big dark mark. So she took the picture, and there was a long dark mark in my back due to radiation when the area gets that. And I did not know that. So when they cleaned the breast as well, here it tends to get dark, and they used to see any water, and I did not know that part of getting dark as well. But when she looking down now, it was a real uh, balancing issue. My head's big already. Lots of balance here, so. And I had gotten some AD ointment, they rubbed it back, and it heals, but the dark mark is still there. Mm -hmm. But what else radiation does to you? It tends to get your skin sore and sensitive. Oh, okay. So, so any touching and stuff like that is too can't much. Too rough. Right, right. It, it sores me. Even when my mom rubs me, it hurts, but she tries to be gentle. Um, I had gotten a back brace as well, for a little bit, when I got a back brace to support my back. And before that, they was asking me how I'm holding up without the brace if my spine is fractured. Because that's impossible if my spine is fractured, how I'm holding up. But it shows that I do have a fractured spine. But my body is, I guess, still strong as in certain areas as that I don't give up. Mm -hmm. That I just use a plate and hold up my back. But there was with a little arch in between. So I had tried not to put so much pressure on my bones, so I just used to lay back. Because the doctor also explained to me if I keep putting pressure on my bones, I can cause an infection or flu build up. So you sneezed, you heard a crack, and that meant that 
the cancer moved to your bones. Well, apparently it was already in my bones. Right, which may have been linked back to why the earlier doctor was saying that you needed to get the bones scanned. Yeah. Right. So this now is another double whammy. Yeah, it's another shock now. Yeah, because due to the fact that the bones are cracked, meaning that my bones were broken, but I didn't know what it was at that time. Right. And then the lady, another lady had explained to me, but we would get further on that story. Because after that, then when they went to the hospital and I showed them my breast, they didn't do nothing. Well, that was unfortunate at that part. And they didn't mm. do nothing. They just kept giving me the medication for them to say, well, saying you have people on cancer, mm -hmm. we're going to do this on the cause of me too. Mm -hmm. And I kept puzzling and questioning myself, why didn't they keep saying, since they have people on cancer, when they did not tell me that back in. You didn't get the official scan. I didn't get this official scan for the right. real scan. Right. And for the cat scene, the machine was not working. But I mean to say, well, if they knew that way, just reading the cat scan, way did not allow me to not so I don't heard from an outside doctor. Mm. So, close relative, actually. Because, like I said, she works in the medical field. Mm. And, <clears throat> it was it was just terrifying to see that I have cancer in my bones. So did that, did that diagnosis hit you harder than the breast cancer? Yeah, one? because then eventually I knew something was going to be part me at a point in because I had to Google it. And <coughs> also my best friend had told me he knew a friend that had the same issue as me, mm -hmm. but it had crippled his person as well. Mm -hmm. So it was not praying for that. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, it was praying for it not to happen not at to that happen. time. Right. Um, because it was terrible. I mean, people didn't look at me, no, it was still got time. It was just, oh, all in my head, just, wait, right, so I got was 20, 20 last year, but I'm sure it could be a long way. Because Corona just got everything messed up. Mm -hmm. um, I used to make time, despite the issue, and the only thing was still in it was the pain. Mm -hmm. It was a hard thing. What, 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 behind then and now, what does the pain feel like? The pain right now, right, right now, is like, well, everybody have not experienced any accidents, any broken ribs, you know what I'm right. saying? But it's like, your bones breaking constantly, everything you move, you turn, it's it just feels, crushed. but it's the same pain, it doesn't stop. The pain is the, this is the same pain every minute, every hour, it is the same so you could be just lying pain. down, doing nothing, and then and the pain, pain just kicking. starts to kick Just kicking. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so your breast has been removed? No? Um, I had been introduced to the cancer support last year. Uh-huh. And when she saw the breast, she was like, well, you don't have any breasting on that. And they said, well, the hospital did not tainter it. They right. just look at it and cover it back, what's not. They didn't tell me what to do. They just keep saying that I was neglecting the fact that I have to do surgery, surgery, surgery. But it was like, because even still last year, today I had told me I had stage four for the cancer, I started to spread. So the same I started to spread, it was at stage four. And what was my trying to They still pushed me for surgery, and they had stage four, and it's spreading. So why do you still want to cut me for spreading? Um, Eventually, when I got the cancer support, she saw the breast, she did the dressing herself, mm -hmm. and then she herself had introduced me to a doctor in Brazil. Mm -hmm. He's 
is a naturalist to me, mm-hmm. herbalist. Um, and when you heard my story, he was like, you two want to be going through this. Mm-hmm. You and my daughter are the same age, and I won't have you paying for any visits at me at all, because you two want to be going through this, and the story alone. So he had introduced me to one of his old friends, or old nurse. Mm-hmm. So her, her employees were more dressed in the breast for me, but what everyone does not know, you cannot use peroxide and everything. Mm-hmm. So how many tissues were soft tissues? Mm-hmm. They had cleaned it with peroxide and used the interstate gel and other gels to put out the infection, but the peroxide was Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So the peroxide is what actually did this. So I have nothing here. Mm-hmm. What you can see here is just cutting gauze. But you never had an a, a actual mastectomy as yet? Correct. Well, I'm gone smart. Yeah, um, last year, December, my birthday is actually 40th of December, and one of the members of the Black Lakes, because they're a, such a supporting group, kept asking me, You said like hospital? I was like, No, really. Nothing, nothing. Got home. I was beat because it was at the hospital since 12 30. Mm-hmm. I've been minutes to six. They have come in. It was one of the third last patients there to be seen at outpatient. Came home, tried to crash out, then they hear these bites. And I was like, Well, you hear bites, you've been hallucinating now. Then, Black Knights President, yours truly. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he um walked in with balloons. I don't really like balloons, but it was for me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And then the kid came in, and obviously these two big guys started flooding me. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know what to do. Eventually, came with say I saw my small family. You were missing at that point. Yeah, they gotta stay with the kids. <laughs> and we just they just sat and. Day, made my night. Yeah. After having a stressful day yeah. at the hospital. Emotions time for you to push where the ones you love. Mm. It, it really plays on you. And mm. I was playing this over, I just praying, praying, praying. Even was harsh. I remember that I apologized mm. for um, And then on the 26th, I have a phone. We coming for you. I was like, what? We coming for you. We didn't even get 10 minutes to get ready, Lexus. So I was like, for me, I'm hearing this tenderly, <laughs> and everybody just come up through the gap. And my nephews was like, Auntie, 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 the boot man out here, the boot man out here. I was like, <laughs> I was there that time. <laughs> and I was like, Oh gosh, I gotta get my helmet. Yeah, I'm misreading, honestly. I, um, then when they, my sister came and said, Everybody outside, and she's like, A horse, a horse, Nami, a boot. My partner, my family just country to get a hug and greet my mother, my aunt, and everybody yeah. is one. And that's how everything yeah. should be, you know? And like I said, he did not know I was cleaning the day before. And mm-hmm. that made my day. Mm-hmm. Like literally, it, it was in pain, yes, but I barely pain because it was. I didn't, I never, I didn't left home, I was still home, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it, but that uh, lifted my spirit so much, she did not even know, I cried, I, I cried, he did not know I cried, 
even my mom so crazy that this story is <laughs> January, still in pain. February, I realized that the mobility of me that hit had gotten worse. So we're still fighting it. Um, the cancer support had also put me on to a private doctor to do PEMF, which is post electrical radio frequency. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, guessing at these acronyms. Which is a match you lay uh -huh. on, a bed mat, and right. you plug it in and you actually get small little shock waves okay. to your body, but that was okay. helping. Oh, okay. But due to Corona and lack of funds, what's not, we had to end the sessions and make pains have gotten worse. And I realized that I can't walk good before the team. That was in February, and I was so fortunate, but I didn't really want to tell my mom I know one because they tend to pray a lot. Eventually, um, like the third or fourth of March, I realized that I cannot lift my left foot and I have no feeling. And there's a little going on, but then eventually my back started to hurt me. So what I used to do is to put on one of those exercising bands mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around my waist to support my back. But it was right. like, it just hurt me, uh, it was like, the breast isn't here. Probably that's the off balance and I have to align myself properly. And then further down, I put up with my right foot. I had no feeling. So my sister, my dad just uh, had to carry me to the bar from my back right. when I had my oncology visits, visit, sorry, and had to use a wheelchair. Right. So I was like Does your body does your does your body not feel like you know it anymore? Um, like what's your relationship due to the, like with your body? Due now? to the because there was all tons of medication from that fear. Um sometimes it feels like it isn't mine. Mm -hmm. The amount of pharmaceuticals that are in the system right now. Mm -hmm. it, sometimes it just feels awkward. Do you feel like some days you just don't want to take anything? Correct. Mm -hmm. Sundays it just feel like doing, doing nothing, taking nothing. Mm -hmm. It was all in my mind. The first time I that, that actually been told the story, or the news, sorry, that they are being diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. You can't really approach that person. Not as yet. Because mm. okay. everyone, you know, takes things differently or uh, affects everyone differently mentally. Yeah. yeah. And as you see, when coming down to my part, that my breath is deteriorating, it was focusing on my looks. But right away, some people will focus on their looks. They won't study their family. Right. Right. Because everyone takes things differently. Mm -hmm. And honestly, to talk to one with this news is just. You have to give them openness and a lot of space. Yeah, you gotta get them, but you gotta get them to be comfortable for sure. Because mm -hmm. the news to anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a big pause. There's a really big pause because, as you know, but not everybody may know, Fabian, Fabian lost the mother of his children. As you were mentioning before, you reached out to her and stuff. And honestly speaking, I haven't spoken about this for a little while, but a defining moment for me um, was at her funeral. And not that I didn't go through my own emotions before and Fabian did, but 
holding his kids and realizing that it could be me and holding Fabio and just, you know, that could be my son. And I, it just shook me up. It really, 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 really shook me up. Because in this situation, too, you, you tend to study how your children are going to be. Mm -hmm. Really, really mm -hmm. If they're going to be mistreated, mm -hmm. if they're going to be left out in the Who's going to we, care we, for them like you? We tend <laughs> to study the children. Yeah. Real parents. Yeah. Despite what they're going through, so study their children. What yeah. they want to face when, when you leave this earth. But, um, so you're just trying to keep that mindset and, mm -hmm. and I just want to be a motivator to everyone, especially kind of patients that feel that they don't have nothing left on this earth. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's my goal to be a motivator. But I like to be, but myself mostly time, I don't really like <laughs> groups, but of course. The black nights will get your attention any day, though, right? <laughs> so, kind of so I can tell moms that anytime she see me drawing up in there, right? I know God motivate myself to be able to. We'll spend the one thousand and come at the bottom of the garden and kill us. We're doing. Come with you now. <laughs>
business story that a lot of people can relate to in the world entirely, exactly. Not only in Barbados, because a lot of people across the world are going through just what you're going through, or even, right. or even more. More. You know mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just got you to get this, this story out there. And people can, you know, find some sort of strength. Yeah. Son, what you don't understand, my words might never explain. So I am hoping that time will. Things may not go as you planned Dark clouds might bring you pain But I will be in your heart still Telling you don't look down Don't feast your eyes on things that are on the ground And if it gets hard to focus when you're traveling almost at the speed of sound Feeling nowhere bound Remember what I told you in 